T-bone and the shotgun. Moore lined up to his right. He's going to throw for it. Pressure coming. He's rolling to his left. Still looking, still looking. He's going, he's throwing down. He throws up a prayer. He's got a man, and it is incomplete. Michigan's going to win the 2008 Capital One Bowl as Lloyd Carr's last game as the University of Michigan head football coach. You're listening to the Daily Sports Report on WCBN 88.3 FM, your home for Michigan sports. Your radio is on. It's on 88.3 FM. WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor's 24-hour open-minded radio surprise pudding. Licensed to the regents of the University of Michigan, operated by students at the University of Michigan, uniquely maintained as a healthy alternative and a positive influence on the mental health of the Ann Arbor community. You are here. there and welcome to another edition of gray matters the weekly news and media talk show my name is dick whaley and uh unclenching my frozen body parts i'm jim dwyer yep an old-fashioned blizzard folks but you know what it's gonna be cold all the way down to alabama supposed to even be freezing in miami so uh it's winter People seem to keep forgetting that. I have never quite understood people saying it's so cold out there. And it's like, yeah, it's cold, but it's supposed to be. It's almost the solstice. Right. The sun is sinking. But guess what? In a week, it comes back. Yeah, a week plus 10 days. Anyway, a very adventurous uh, political week. All sorts of uh, domestic uh, issues to talk about. 
uh, the sacking of the foreign minister in Iran. Very interesting implications there. Yeah. Probably connected to nuclear policy. That's the inside story. Sarah Palin goes to Haiti. Uh, student riots in uh, Britain. Uh, I keep telling uh, listeners out there to pay attention to what's going on in Britain, Great Britain, England. Uh, they're tripling uh, tuition uh, costs on students. And uh, this is the... Uh, this is what austerity is going to look like in the future here in the United States. Meanwhile, of course, the big uh, domestic issue is the tax cut. Brouhaha. Late breaking news. There was a cloture vote today. Uh, last I saw it was 80 to 12. It's passed. They're going to vote on the bill tomorrow in the Senate. Uh, just to give you an idea on the, on the no votes, because C-SPAN actually uh, is carrying this live as we speak, uh, weather problems, by the way, contributed to the delay in the voting. So it's an open vote uh, as uh, senators come back from gosh knows where. Maybe they're snowed in in uh, Washington. Washington seems to come to a complete standstill when they get two or three inches of snow down there. Well, there were uh, almost a couple thousand fl uh, canceled flights yeah. last night. So, And, of course, canceled flights out of Chicago. We have the Metrodome collapsing. Uh, the Metrodome collapsing, by the way, is a perfect uh, metaphor for the United States. A synthetic roof held up by hot air. I don't know if anything says it better. Caves, caves in for the second time in its history. And we have a football stadium, a multi-purpose uh, football arena, whatever you want to call it. Similar to the Silver Dome, by the yeah. way. I don't know if you ever made it out to the Silver Dome. Oh, yeah. I went saw to, the Who there. I saw the Who there back in 82, maybe. And I saw two football games at the Silver Dome, and it was held up by hot air. Obsolete after 30 years. Right. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, it just shows that uh, some of the uh, engineering concepts from the 1970s were uh, kind of connected maybe to disco and <laughs> cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> Harebrained. Uh, maybe the casualties of the 70s were involved in engineering those uh, crazy uh, infrastructures, but uh, they're obviously unsound. But getting back to the uh, the no votes, it's interesting. I just wanted to read these senators that voted no. Leahy and Sanders, both of Vermont, Brown of Ohio, Carl Levin, our senator, voted yep. against cloture. Hagan from North Carolina, the two New Mexican senators, uh, Udall and Bingaman, Gillibrand from New York, she just won a re-election uh, to fill out Hillary's term. So she's up for re-election, I believe, in two years. Ensign from uh, Nevada, he's running for re-election. He's one of the only Republicans that voted no. Feingold from Wisconsin, who's a deficit hawk. Lautenberg, who opposes the tax cuts. And Tom, Tom Coburn, a uh, very strange man, Republican from Senator. He's a deficit hawk. And uh, this is a classic deal, a political deal, uh, that one can on one hand say, hey, this is compromise, this is how it's supposed to work. On the other, on the other hand, you can say that this is uh, it's going to explode the deficit, and it's classic American, we want candy. <laughs> I don't remember the na who did that song, but you know what I'm talking about. So not meaning candy to... Candy on credit. Yeah, candy on credit, but not meaning to pop my piece here. I'm going to explain this... Uh, and, and a couple of P's. This is about policy, politics, 
the presidential race, propaganda, polls, parliamentary procedure, and power. And at the end of the day, uh, I'll give uh, Obama a brain damage award. Uh, we've talked about Obama quite a bit. I think he's remains an adult in the room. I, I thought that his press conference had both good and bad qualities. His mistake was coming out too early and having the press conference. The tone of the press conference offended the Democrats, uh, the liberal Democrats in the House in particular. And, uh, of course, he's being accused of caving in, not fighting, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to regurgitate those art, uh, arguments. But I must have seen maybe a 100 different people talk about this tax cut deal uh, over the last week. Uh, might have been the uh, first time in several weeks that I've even watched Fox to see what they're saying over there. And uh, everyone's all over the map. I mean, this is the classic Rorsach test, the ink blot. Mm. People's different opinions about Obama get projected into the debate. It's all over the map. One liberal who, by the way, I completely respect on uh, being sensible about everything, who is, is basically supporting the, uh, the, the deal uh, after Bill Clinton might have cemented the deal for Obama, because new, new, new public opinion polls show there's overwhelming support for the deal as we know it, is Robert Greenstein uh, Stein of the <clears throat> Senate for Budget and Tax Priorities. I saw him on uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's show a couple nights ago. Um, he's a true diehard liberal who points out the bad things about the bill, but states on balance there are some good things in it. Cut the deal. Fight another day. Because let's remember one important thing. These tax cuts for the rich are temporary. They're only being extended for two years, and this is obviously going to be one of the signature uh, presidential issues and uh, presidential campaign issues in 2012 because Obama's going to run against the ta extension of the tax cuts, and the Republican is going to run in favor of it. And that's a ready-made uh, stumbling block for uh, any Republican who still wants to uh, uh, dress in the little Bo Peep costume of populist, you yeah. know, responsible fiscal... Uh, Oh, that was one of the P's I left out. <laughs> um, we like popping our P's down Popping here. our P's. Because uh, uh, clearly, I mean, you can't argue that, uh, you know, the government, uh, the Democrats, uh, they tax and spend and uh, no responsibility. And then on the other side of that uh, coin is, of course, uh, not adequately and properly taxing. And so tax breaks for the rich are a kind of spending. Yes. And once it's explained as such, I think the average person, as we've spoken down here on a number of times, uh, I don't know anybody personally who, who makes a million dollars a year or let alone over 250000 um, Of course, they exist, but uh, the average uh, working Joe and Jane six-pack, as Montgomery Burns would say, they don't. And so uh, why should those uh, people deserve uh, tax breaks when uh, they've got the disposable income to buy a new car, to repair the existing car? Mm -hmm. Most of us don't. Yeah, and I mean, on the, on the, shall we say, the merits of extending the tax cuts to the rich, that's just bad. And there's something fundamentally wrong in our country when these, these issues, these big major issues come down to cloture votes mm. in the Senate. Uh, let's remember that just two weeks ago, 
before the you know the negotiations happened, and I'll get to the problem that Obama had with the negotiations in a second. They had clean votes in the Senate on the actual vote that was passed in the House. In other words, we're doing the switcheroo here. They're basically saying the Senate's got to pass the bill. Now the House will figure it out mm. one way or another. And by the way, the House can veto this if they want. If the liberal Democrats and the conservative Republicans that can say, I'm against this on deficit grounds. Right. Because I just mentioned the people that voted no on the cloture. It's a... Coburn is just a deficit hawk. Ensign's just an opportunist. Those are the two Republicans as of as of 545. That was the last time I checked in on C-SPAN. At, the, at that time, it was uh, 82 to 12. Mm. That's the cloture vote. It's done. Yeah. It's passed. So they're going to have the vote tomorrow. The deficit hawks can, can say, no, this is not a good deal because this is a $900 billion uh, adding to the deficit. Right. This is the deficit commission. They just reported two weeks ago. That's being thrown in the Potomac River. River. Oh, wait, that's another P, uh, the Potomac. Uh, now, if only we can get Palin into the argument somehow. Uh, we want petulance. Petulance. <laughs> Obama on uh, at the press conference. But anyway, on the, on the actual merits of the vote, uh, a week ago uh, last uh, Friday, they had a vote in the Senate. It was 53 to 36 on the House of Representatives' uh, the bill that had already passed to end cuts on income above 250000 This is what Obama actually is in favor of, but he's giving this up to get the other goodies, which include, by the way, all sorts of a hodgepodge of things. There's an inheritance tax uh, break on estates, which we'll get to in a second. Unemployment benefits are being extended for 13 months, which is one of the things Greenstein, uh, Robert <laughs> Greenstein, who I mentioned, favored. There's energy credits for <laughs> ethanol. There's college tuition. There's accelerated depreciation. So this is what's known as an omnibus hodgepodge yeah. bill where they throw in all kinds of goodies at the end. And at the end of the day, our country, <laughs> this is going to be good for some people, but most, mo mostly bad for everybody at the end of the day. This is just going to explode the deficit. Yes, it's a stimulus bill to some extent. But on the vote, the it passed the Senate 53 to 36. This was a cloture vote. The Democrats who voted with the Republicans were Russ Feingold, uh, Joe Manchin, who just uh, got elected in West Virginia, Ben Nelson of Nebraska, who they seem to cave into on everything, and Jim Webb of uh, Virginia. He's running for re-election. Mm. On the Schumer Amendment, which basically would extend the tax cuts up to a million dollars, the vote was 53 to 37. Once again... The Democrats that agreed with the Republicans on the cloture, and I've neglected to mention Joe Lieberman, who's also up for re-election. Um, but which party will he run with this time? Who knows? Maybe the party of Richard Nixon. <laughs> who's back in the news. There's more Watergate tapes out there. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Waiting for the dance mixes. They keep coming. I keep waiting for the Rachmaninoff solos. <laughs> But anyway, the Democrats that voted this time with the Republicans were uh, Feingold, Lieberman, Richard Durbin, and Tom Harkin, two of the most liberal members of the Senate. They just opposed this on the merits. Right. And J. Uh, John Rock J. Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller the fourth. Now, why would he vote against something like that? He's a millionaire. <laughs> just a dirty little secret. He's a direct uh, descendant of the infamous. 
original John Rockefeller of Standard Oil that uh, at one point owned uh, everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, the brain damage award goes out to the estate tax. Uh, this was poorly negotiated by uh, Obama. It was thrown in as a surprise. It seems to have been a goodie given to the Republicans for no real reason whatsoever. This basically raises the uh, limit up to, uh, I think, $5 million. Uh, seems utterly futile to uh, offer uh, friendly or conciliatory gestures. Because certainly there will be none returned in kind. Yeah, and the rumor is is that this benefits 3,500 people. Um, we don't know uh, any of those 3,500 people. But uh, <laughs> but if they're listening, they should consider contributing to WCBN, yeah. their next fund to drive. Warren Buffett, uh, Bill Gates, come on down. Yeah. Let's make a deal. We want candy, too, down here on WCBN. <laughs> So uh, that's what this is about. Uh, the, 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 you know, the sausage-making process is a disaster. And it's also a disaster, uh, just mentioning the 60-vote uh, problem. This is what's been going on in California since they passed the uh, supermajority to raise taxes. Yeah. Budgets can't get passed. There's impasse. There's cuts. Mandatory cuts have to happen. Then they fudge the numbers. They kick the can down the road, which is what this is. And uh, at the end of the day, tough decisions aren't made. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, you, you really don't get to the heart of the matter. You don't really uh, deal with the problems. At some level, this is a stimulus bill. It's interesting that a conservative commentator uh, late in last week, Charles Krauthammer, who's uh, usually wrong on everything, he attacked the Republicans for accepting the deal. He said this is a massive giveaway to Obama. Now, the logic there, by the way, is that in three weeks, uh, there's a new Congress coming in. This is why Bill Clinton went on TV with the fingers and the hands and the gestures with the, with the press conference on Friday when Obama huh. and him got together and powwowed for an hour or whatever and had a press conference. Said this is the best deal we're going to get. Take it. Richard Durbin, who I just mentioned, voted against the Schumer Amendment on the merits, said, yep, the Democrats are just going to have to eat their spinach and vote for the bill. Now, he's a loyalist to Obama. So that's what the part, part of this is. There are some people who realize, look, he's the horse that's leading the parade. And if I jump off the wagon, he might not be uh, there for me uh, for re-election. So you got to, you know, you got to look at the, 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 the sort of underneath all of the deals that were made, all the, re, re, the ugly aspects of politics that uh, make this, at the end of the day, bad for the American people and a deal's a deal. But you know what? This is not the deal that should have been accepted. What should have been accepted were extension of the unemployment benefits. Right. That's a direct stimulus. And an end to the Bush tax cuts, period. With an extension to the middle class tax cuts only. That would have benefited 98% of the people. That wouldn't have hurt the deficit quite as much. And last week we talked about what $60 billion represent. College tuition paid for every college student in the United States. The increase in the amount of uh, annual cost that veterans, uh, the Veterans Administration now has as a result of the two wars that uh, George Bush has uh, yeah. 
trying to sell to the country while he goes around the country selling books. Yeah, I wonder disgusting. if there's going to be a, a coloring book edition of his uh, tome. Yeah, and uh, Bush in the book doesn't mention uh, the cost of the war, the damage to the Iraqi uh, society, the millions of people that have had to flee Iraq, uh, the political problems that Iraq uh, is eventually going to present for the United States. How bizarre that an Iraqi-born Swedish citizen, uh, educated, you know, um. Apparently matriculated in Great Britain, blows himself up in Stockholm, Sweden, because of cartoons and the 500 troops that Sweden has in Afghanistan. This is uh, bizarre. Well, to say the least. And of course, uh, bombs. There's a suicide bomber kills 13 in Iraq over the weekend. Suicide bomber kills 50 in Pakistan. wounding a hundred people, many of them critically. And uh, the gathering that was bombed here was a uh, discussion, a gathering of tribesmen to discuss the formation of an anti-Taliban militia in northwest Pakistan. And this is just the latest strike against local tribesmen who've been encouraged by the Pakistani government to take up arms against the Taliban. Of course, we still don't know really what the... uh, Pakistani intelligence uh, services position vis-a-vis the Taliban is longtime supporters and suspected still closeted supporters of the Taliban. So who knows what's really going on at the heart of that one? Uh, one little beacon of uh, cheerful news, perhaps, is that uh, Dick Cheney is facing bribery charges. Uh, Nigeria's anti-corruption agency filed charges against Dick Cheney last week over an alleged scheme to bribe Nigerian officials. In a case dating from the mid-1990s, the uh, Houston-based firm KBR, remember them? Uh, Involved in so many delightful events of the last decade, including the oil spill in uh, the Gulf Gulf of Mexico. Misuse of all sorts of uh, taxpayer dollars. Anyway, uh, KBR actually pled guilty last year to U.S. charges that it paid $180 million in bribes between 1994 and 2004 to Nigerian officials to secure $6 billion in contracts. And how much of that money was money that they got from U.S. military contracting? Anybody's guess. But uh, Dick Cheney, who has steadfastly argued uh, that uh, waterboarding and such techniques are uh, legitimate uh, interrogation practices, I'd like nothing better than to see Dick Cheney on the dock in Nigeria. Yeah. Not a country with the greatest reputation for uh, handling uh, alleged perpetrators of uh, corruption with kid gloves. And maybe he can be waterboarded with spilled oil uh, in the air. He's looking rather gaunt in the recent photos. I don't know if he's up and about from his... Wheelchair. His departure from Washington, D.C. in the wheelchair was one of the sort of unexpected comic bonuses mm-hmm. of the transition. But uh, it had elements of Dr. Strange left. It certainly it. did. I saw him fighting his own <laughs> arm. Fighting his arm. <laughs> Mine, sure, I can walk. But uh, not that the wheels of justice in Nigeria are necessarily uh, fast moving nor uh, all that just. But uh, certainly, I cherish the thought of Dick Cheney being brought to justice anywhere in the world. 
And let's give out a brain damage award to all of these opportunistic politicians that are, you know, calling for Julian Assange to be oh, yeah. indicted as a terrorist or uh, criminally prosecuted under the 1917 Espionage Act. Uh, one of the uh, interesting uh, WikiLeaks shows, quite graphically, the, in, the explosion of violence in Baghdad um, from... Field Army military reports, raw intelligence. Which These are is, aerial photographs. Aerial photographs of how 32,000 deaths in the Baghdad area between 2004 and 2009. Uh, by the way, this was about, uh, oh, a year or so after uh, Bush uh, famously said, bring them on. A um, little more than a year after, uh, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, yeah. 32,000 deaths between 2004, showing that the explosion in sectarian violence occurred in 2006, 2007 mainly. That's when it really exploded, and that there were more than uh, 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 2,700 uh, deaths in Baghdad in two in December of 2006, in one month. Um, this, of course, was shortly after... Donald Rumsfeld, uh, after his behind got hit by the swinging door, as he was sort of uh, so deemed long, the, rummy. the scapegoat for what had gone so horribly wrong, though Bush assures us uh, he will be vindicated someday. Uh, Rumsfeld? No, uh, Bush, oh, Bush himself. Bush course. himself yeah. for invading Iraq. Well, yeah, that uh, remains to be seen. Exactly. and. Uh, I wouldn't hold my breath uh, on that one. Um, and by the way, another real quick thing. He's never going to be vindicated on uh, the tax cuts for the rich creating jobs. So they created so many jobs. Where are they? Uh, where have they been in the last decade? Indeed. Well, no, with, Nowhere to be found. With regard to the WikiLeaks, maybe there's jobs in WikiLeaks perhaps. Uh, because of these uh, releases in the last week or so, um, the Pentagon is now considering cyberspace as a fifth domain of warfare. After land, sea, air, and space, the Pentagon has recently set up a dedicated cyber command unit to coordinate efforts to protect computer security. Uh, they're saying that intellectual property rights uh, represent a threat to U.S. national security, and this is probably true in many regards, mm -hmm. uh, particularly involving uh, China and economic matters there. Um, but it's interesting that they are characterized, the Pentagon is characterizing uh, WikiLeaks as an anti-privacy group, which is a really tortured phrase, I would suggest, a euphemism uh, that really obscures the fact that the Pentagon ostensibly uh, servants of the American people, uh, notoriously, um, you know, bury things that uh, are in essence common knowledge, certainly not security uh, type material, under layers and layers of cover. I mean, you just can't get any transparency from the uh, the Pentagon. Uh, and so it's WikiLeaks who are anti-privacy. The Pentagon needs to be private. <laughs> They'll come up with any uh, justification for their uh, nef nefarious activities. Of course, it is important to realize that the difference between the 21st century and the secret wars of the 20th century, for instance, 
We had the secret bombing of Laos that the American people knew nothing about between 1962 right. and 1969. We had uh, Nixon's secret bombing and invasion of Cambodia. That uh, once the Christmas Day bombings were coming up on the Christmas season. Yeah. Uh, the incursion into the Parrot's Peak. Uh, gee, there's another P. Uh, Putin, of course, says that Assange deserves the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> while he sings Blueberry Hill. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Daniel Ellsberg pointed out last week on one of the talk shows that uh, if uh, we'd had some of these WikiLeak uh, pieces of information before the war in Iraq, if somebody had been sure. in a position or had the courage to uh, endanger their future, their you know professional career, what have you, uh, we might never have gone into Iraq if if you know what those of us on the critical side had suspected all along was demonstrably proved. Um, how many lives, how many millions, billions of dollars uh, would have been saved? Yeah, and of course the you know selling the war was one of the great uh, propaganda. Uh, disgraces of all time, the the rush to go to war and the idea somehow that, uh, um, you know, Bush is trying to rewrite history in all sorts of areas, but the idea that he himself uh, complied with even the so-called approval of the Iraq war by Congress is false. Um, he did not. He did not go to Congress with documentary evidence that Saddam Hussein uh, was in violation of U.N. resolutions regarding um the weapons of mass destruction. He's the one that forced the weapons inspectors out yep. by issuing the ultimatum uh, several days before the war actually started. Those are the facts. Um, so, yeah, the WikiLeaks thing will continue to be a, a ridiculous story. Uh, I, you know, I, I hasten to add that there is something bizarre about the fact that he's being charged in Sweden for a broken condom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the essence of the charges, that that's, that's what it's all about. Well, there seem to be all kinds of broken condoms operating around the globe with respect to WikiLeaks. Littered across the floor of the Bush years. I'm surprised he's not being prosecuted for a leaky condom. <laughs> or littering. <laughs> or littering. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'd uh, like to mention that you are listening to Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Yazoo City Calling will be coming up shortly. And by the way, you know, it's very bizarre that Yazoo City in Mississippi, just about three or four weeks ago, I don't know if Jerry uh, noticed this, the irony, they got hit by a tornado. Oh, that's right. For yeah. the second time this year. <laughs> Unbelievable. Lightning does strike twice. Well, it is one of the uh, most rich historical centers of blues uh, composition, so... Uh, uh, perhaps there's something to that part of the world that uh, the blues are inescapable. Uh, you probably heard uh, that Richard Holbrook is uh, hospitalized yeah. over the weekend. Uh, Doesn't sound this good. Does not sound good. They're describing him as a fighter, and he's tough, and other people would have already succumbed to this. Essentially, he had an aortic leak. Um, not a leaky condom. Right. <laughs> Uh, this sounds like a guy whose career is, is really finished here. There's just no way, given the strenuous nature of travel in and out of Afghanistan alone, uh, that, uh... Yeah, he's Hulk probably made continue. more diplomatic journeys to Iraq and Afghanistan than any other top American official Indeed. over the last, uh, um, really, uh, 
well, a couple of years that he's been the special envoy because uh, these are obviously two uh, continuing disasters for the most part for the United States of America. Yeah, I think there's probably some minor progress being made in Afghanistan, but at what cost? Right. And uh, what what's the end game? And it would be interesting uh, if 